Hello, this is Susan Marie, and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Today, I wish to speak with you about somewhat controversial and often thought of as dark questions, those being... What is death and why do we fear it? Some of us are at ease speaking of death while some of us avoid the topic altogether. Yet, why is that? We are indeed human and yes, one day we'll perish. However, death does not need to be a scary topic. Within the concept of death, which I shall attempt to explain, are essential roles that play a part in our fear or comfort with death, such as theological, philosophical, cultural, anthropological, biological, and medical. On a theological level, religion utilizes fear of death, which essentially causes a fear of living, in order to promote faith, hope, and the belief that one's status in the afterlife is a reward or punishment for their conduct during life. While philosophy focuses on now, this moment, and existence as a whole, culturally, death is celebrated and the dead are prepared for their journey ahead, while anthropology focuses on a cross-cultural perspective, which are universal, diverse ways human beings respond to mortality, mourn their dead, and imagine the afterlife. And medically, death is viewed as a failure rather than an expected stage of life. So within the frame of death, we must also discuss life. I mean, we celebrate life. Nevertheless, death feels dark and sad. However, what if we see life as a preparation for dying? When death knocks on your door, be ready to leave. Live without regrets. When you stop portraying death as evil, you will start enjoying living. The 14th Dalai Lama stated, Analysis of death is not for the sake of becoming fearful, but to appreciate this precious lifetime. First, let us try to define death. In its simplest form, death is the permanent cessation of all biological functions that sustain a living organism. And that definition solely refers to the physical body, the human shell. However, without biological functions working correctly, heart, lungs, all organs and systems, the human shell ceases to exist. Death, particularly the death of humans, has been considered a sad or unpleasant occasion due to the affection or emotion for the person that died, along with social and family bonds, which is normal. I once wrote that death is only unpleasant for the living, and that is true. However, on a personal level, individually, there are real concerns surrounding death that include the fear of death. Having no content, death then becomes metaphorical. For those who think death is real, death is just a blank wall. For those who think death is not real, death is a door to another life. One of the challenges in defining death is in distinguishing it from life. As a point in time, death would seem to refer to the moment at which life ends. Determining when death has occurred is difficult, as cessation of life functions is often not simultaneous across organ systems. For example, one can be considered brain dead, meaning what is considered normal brain functions and all five senses working, motor coordination, cognitive functions, memory have ceased working. However, the heart and lungs will still be doing their job. Such determination, therefore, requires drawing precise conceptual boundaries between life and death. This is difficult 
due to there being little agreement on how to define life. We can, however, define life in terms of consciousness. When consciousness ceases, a living organism can be said to have died. Much interest and debate surround the question of what happens to one's consciousness as one's body dies. I mean, eternity does not indicate a perpetual existence in time without end. Rather, it resides outside of time altogether. I mean, death causes people to doubt life's meaning. It's not surprising that the meaninglessness of life consumes Tolstoy's Ivan, or that death figures prominently in world literature about the meaning of life. Consider these haunting lines from James Baldwin. Life is tragic simply because the earth turns and the sun inexorably rises and sets. And one day for each of us, the sun will go down for the last, last time. Perhaps the whole root of our trouble, the human trouble, is that we will sacrifice all the beauty of our lives, will imprison ourselves in totems, taboos, crosses, blood sacrifices, steeples, mosques, races, armies, flags, nations, in order to deny the fact of death, which is the only fact we have. Death is a fundamental feature of our lives. Fear of death has been present in most cultures for a long time. It's a basic human emotion and affects all of us. In the whole animal kingdom, humans are the only creatures aware of death. The fear of death is worse than death, wrote Robert Burton in The Anatomy of Melancholy in 1621. And before this, Aristotle argued that we should learn to accept death as a part of life. Part of the mythology of death is the existence of the soul. 17th century philosopher and scientist Descartes believed there was a human soul that was entirely distinct from the body and able to continue its existence after the death of the body itself. So I have an exercise for everyone to try from Bernie Roth at Stanford. All you need to do is answer each question. Write it down if you need to, but these are simple. You should be able to quickly come up with an answer. I will briefly pause after each question. There are five. Ready? Imagine you have 10 minutes to live. What would you do? Imagine you have 10 days to live. What would you do? Imagine you have 10 months to live. What would you do? How about 10 years? Now imagine you have the rest of your life. What would you do? The purpose of this exercise is to stop taking life for granted. Spend your energy doing something worthy of your time on earth. Now I have something extremely interesting for you to try. The nine-point meditation on death from Kadampa Buddhist Temple. I linked the PDF in the data section so you can try this when you have time. I only suggest this meditation for those that are not dealing with major depressive disorder or any other disorders, mental or medical, that create a loss of pleasure in life or suicidal thoughts. The meditation is quite powerful. Please do this. I did. To prepare, you only need to sit in a comfortable position with your back straight, let your body relax, spend some time letting your mind settle down in the present moment, let go of thoughts of the past or the future, and make the decision to keep your mind focused on the meditation topic for the duration of the meditation session. 
The motivation for this meditation is when your mind is calm and settled in the present, generate a positive motivation for doing this. For example, you can think, may this meditation help bring about greater peace and happiness for all beings, or may this meditation be a cause for me to become enlightened so that I can help all beings become free of suffering and become enlightened as well. There are nine points that focus on the inevitable fact of death and how everyone has to die, how your lifespan is decreasing rapidly, the amount of time you have for spiritual practice is small, the uncertainty of the time of death, how human life expectancy is uncertain, that there are many causes of death, that the human body is fragile, how your loved ones cannot help, that your material possessions cannot help, and that your own body cannot help. Help. The purpose and dedication for this meditation conclude with the optimistic thought that you have every possibility to make your life meaningful, beneficial, and positive. And in this way, you will be able to die with peace of mind. You must remember the motivation you had at the beginning of the meditation and dedicate the merit of doing the meditation to that same purpose for the benefit of all beings. As is stated before, this meditation is quite powerful. Please do this. I did. Birth and death are the bookends of our lives. Living towards death in time gives one's life a direction and framework within which to understand the changes that life brings. The world looks very different to the young and the old. The young look forward. The old look back. What matters to us changes as we get older. The prospect of death informs these changes. The young have an intellectual understanding that death comes to us all, but their mortality has not yet become real to them. For the old, mortality starts to sink in. Our conception of the world can profoundly change the way we live our lives. It can affect our emotions of love, fear, and grief, and above all, our ability to cope with our apparent mortality. In essence, energy can neither be created nor destroyed it merely changes form. When we fear death, we stop living. Please join me next week for more interesting discussions and check out my last podcast on effective communication.